shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.
I don't have to say. I have many things to say, but no time to say it. How <laughs> are we going to do it? Ah, this life list on Thursday. Expect us to be doing milk at the same time. 
Pois é. And as our sister was saying, so far, my daughter was saying, so far, that's what I was saying um, about um, sometimes, you know, maybe we are not exposed to pure milk all the time. Maybe some places that we listen to uh, or go to that is really pure milk is, is like the, is the engine oil. It's like the oil that will power you through Christ's knowledge, everlasting life is understanding. You see, all this has happened to eat, there's no time. He's talking about knowledge, which is righteousness. And understanding, which is what? Judgment. You see, later we began to talk judgment. We began to talk about righteousness. Judgment also relied into the line, verse 17. And righteousness to the planet, and the hail, which is judgment, shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and which is understanding also, and the water, which is righteousness, knowledge. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's why they refer to the word of God as what? As waters. That he shall wash them by the, by the washing of water by the word. So that's knowledge. Amen. Knowledge that comes to understanding means it's turning to sense. Meaning it's turning to, turning to judgment. It's teaching you how to use the sense of what you are knowing to live. So they call it everlasting sense. <laughs> it wasn't that song. So, yeah. <laughs> so all, imagine, that song, that song is a serial shit. All your sense before everlasting life is what? Is nonsense. Seriously. Is <laughs> nonsense. I would think we have sense. Well, we think we get wisdom. Wisdom, you know, wisdom is forbidden. We put it in wisdom. Not only are you using nonsense to live because you have not entered understanding. A soul who has not entered understanding still has no sense. Praise God. So, even before they bring you to having sense, they will first give you knowledge of the sense. Still giving you righteousness, teaching you some things. They will now use that to try and elevate you into understanding. It's very simple. It is very simple. When they say judgment, the first thing you think about is a judge. Not so. so let's use practical sense. You go to a law court, there's a judge. How come it takes a long a judge a long time to come out with verdict? How come it's not just one day? Why does it take one year? What is it doing in that one year times one? He's studying things. Not so. He's studying the case of the defendant and also the case of the prosecutor. So what is he doing? He's gaining understanding. So a judge cannot come up with a judgment without what? Without understanding. Praise the name of the Lord. What is the understanding? The understanding is the understanding of what happened. He needs to Understand because somebody is lying. One of the two, the defendant or the prosecutor, one of them is lying. So, but the judge must come into their minds, break into, break beyond what they are saying, come into a sequence of events, line upon line of what happened. And based on the understanding of line upon line of what happened, what does he do? He comes up with a judgment. Amen. So, what am I trying to say? Is it clear? 
There is no judgment without what? Without understanding. You can take that to the bank. Do you know that everybody gives a judgment? <laughs> but what's wrong is wrong. If you don't understand that you're giving judgment, up to your judgment. It's wrong. And that's why we say sometimes, go and read it. Be careful. Because you'll be giving judgment based on wrong knowledge or wrong understanding. So to help your lady, you need to elevate your understanding. You need to upgrade your understanding. Praise God. Now, anybody can judge. You can call me to go and sit in the law court and judge. But guess what? My verdict, if you calculate the percentage of wrong verdicts, I'll, I'll, I'll be emotional now. Mm. You don't understand the, all the ridicules. I'm just looking at there's the person who's guilty. You hear me? That's what he said. Why are you judging me? Is that what we say? Is that what we say? I want to have a in church. You know, you say, why, why are you judging me? Stop judging me. People are always judgmental. Everybody is a judge, but most of us are what? Wrong judges. Terrible judges. Error after error of judgment. So when they say judgment, when, when you are talking to the Father, you are talking to God, and you are using the word judgment, don't use the word judgment with Him. Because it's as if you are telling me terrible, don't call yourself you have judgment. Even though you say you give judgment. Do you get me? When in heaven, in most holy terminology, when they are defining judgment, they are talking about the Father's judgment, the Father's sense, the Father's understanding. So when they say you have judgment, it means that, you see those ones they call, they give them the Father's name. Are you seeing that? They have to put, it's the Father's identity. If you have judgment according to Elohim's judgment, it's what? The Father's identity. So they will call it that they put the Father's name on your what? On your forehead. Why forehead? Is that the way you have sense? On your head? Head. Somebody say head. Head is not where you think. Is that the way you make judgment? Is that the way your sense is? So when they put the Father's name on their forehead, it means they gave them what? Judgment. They gave them understanding in the in the likeness of our Father. Praise God. Anything below that, they don't they don't count it as power. You know, the name judgment is the Father's name. The name understanding is the Father's name. So anything below that, they won't call it understanding. They won't call it judgment. They call it righteousness. Or knowledge. Uh, that's, that's, that's the that's the cream. So Jesus Christ as a Christ. What did Christ as a Christ say? Christ as a Christ said, "For my Father is what is greater than I." What was he trying to say? Judgment is higher than righteousness. <laughs> Understanding is what is higher than what than knowledge. So you must first start with knowledge, which is Christ, and then use knowledge over time to break open understanding. Understanding is the sense of knowledge. Understanding is how to use the knowledge appropriately. 
how to apply, that's why they call the Father the living God, living, how to use it to live. Use it appropriately, use it the way it ought to be used. In the dimension of Christ, you are, you are doing instructions, you are stepping stones into that. You are learning, they are giving instructions based on what you are hearing, precept upon precept. They will give you instructions line upon line. They give you instructions here a little, there a little. As a result of the things you are being taught, praise the name of the Lord. But in understanding is a higher class. Understanding, you will have fullness of application. Amen. Those gaps where Satan has hurt us. Those gaps. When in understanding, those gaps will be closed. That's everlasting life. It's in understanding you will beat wrong understanding boys. That's where you meet Satan, the devil. You meet those boys there. They are also another kind of understanding. Those guys are also judges, wrong judges. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus, thank you. In understanding, the Bible will now say concerning that realm that every tear will wipe away every tear. God is not like, oh, oh, come my daughter, oh, Pele, sorry, wipe your tears. No, that's not it. He will give you understanding. When understanding comes, you will wonder why was I crying? <laughs> it's like God will put you through some things trying to save you, but because of the loss of your heart, no, so you now start crying that you're not getting the loss of your heart. When understanding comes, you will drop that thing. That thing is one that's causing you to cry, the tear. When understanding lands, tears will dry. Because you realize, why, why are you crying? Why am I crying for uselessness? Why am I crying for nonsense? I kid you not, most things we cry about is nonsense. Sorry. <laughs> it really is nonsense. Most things that pain us the most. And sorry, it's not only you, me too. So, well, 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 we say it's what? It's what? It's nonsense. God just trying to pity us. God said, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, don't worry. I'll give you the sweets. It's okay. But really, when you come into understanding, what would you realize? That I never, what's that? What was that? I never needed this. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, hear me, hear me, somebody. Why is milk so important in your journey of Christ and everlasting life? The reason why milk is so important in that journey. Is because you must have some kind of experience with God's goodness. Because when you begin to pass through Christ in the last night, sometimes you may feel like God is not good. Do you know why you may feel like God is not good? God is dealing with those things that make you cry or ought not to make you cry. Are you seeing that? And after you to deal with those things, you have to cry. Then after you're finished crying, you now have to realize, are you still alive? It did not kill you, right? You know what I bring through. I'm talking from experience. Those days I'll give God deadline. 
He did not be passed, I'll be crying. I'll be, I will be threatening him. They will not touch you. Will not be. <laughs> He'll be looking at you. <laughs> Just to prove to you that you will survive. Because the way some of those things feel as though if they don't come, you will not make it. That's how I know. Don't worry, believe them. If this if God does not bring this thing by, by time I am 27. I know it, it can't. 
In this house, we have to be believing. Believing. Nobody can just you go and sleep and wake up and you wake up. It's not possible. It's not possible. God told me once, not when I first when we first started this work, you know that last time you used to be having fear. This thing I'm entering, because by the time you know what you're entering into, you know Satan. Hey, yeah. Satan, how many sudden I don't see Satan really exist? Not by mouth before. Then, at, by the time you know you'll be singing Satan, matcha, matcha, you know it's not matcha, matcha problem now. <laughs> it's another kind of trouble. <laughs> you now realize, you know, all, those, all those songs will dry in your mouth. Because you now realize that Satan is not just the kind of person you don't match on the floor and move on. It's demons you do like that. Satan is somebody you have to overcome. Even till today, we are still not overcoming. We are, we are there, we are getting there. Am I not? Am I lying? As a people, we are not overcoming. I will know when we will know. We will know when we are overcoming. So, overcoming is not just sickness. So overcoming is dominion, mindset. Amen? So, overcoming is sluggishness in soul. That's it. Satan does that. Makes his soul sluggish in pursuit of eternal life. He said that who does that? Am I am I right? Is it not what they call it? The veil, the covering cast. Not so. So what is a veil, a covering cast? He blinds. Should I go to you? Let's see Isaiah twenty-five. Isaiah twenty-five, quickly. Verse seven. Verse seven. And he will destroy in this mountain. The face of the covering cast over all people, and the veil, veil is blindness, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all, all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from, from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. So, anytime you lack understanding, just know Satan is there. That's why you must hunger and test after righteousness. Don't wallow in your lack of understanding. Don't abide in it. Don't shrink back as a result of lack of understanding. If you shrink back, who has won? The Satan has won. It means the veil continues. Part 2. Satan is like Hollywood movie. <laughs> Up to part 6. If you are lying, you will go to part 10. They want the ah, in part one, you don't have understanding. How come in part seven, you still don't have understanding? They are now like, hey, 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 watch out for part eight. <laughs> Please, let it end the one, let it not end the one part. They say, no, we don't pass. Let us start a new movie. Eternal Life One, we get understanding. Give us understanding. <laughs> so, no, the only true God. That's all. Let the story change. Am I communicating? So you see what it takes to overcome Satan. What it takes to overcome Satan is from understanding to understanding. Until you are fully understood. Yes. Now, you can cast out demons, you match those evil spirits here, yeah, we know them, just demons. While you are graduating in understanding, you are not, you are not fighting spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of the darkness of this world. I know all of them. I've faced many of them. Rulers of the darkness of this world, they actually tamper with your physical life. 
to make you move away from righteousness. That's that's their own job. Mm. And face them. They touch, they try and touch your physical life because they rule this world. They're the ones that will come make you feel like if you continue, you don't have time for everlasting eternal life. I know it. I remember there was a season in my life I became so busy at work. I said, what kind of thing is this? Before they used to come in on Saturday and they're calling me on Saturday. Then on Sunday, there'll be spills everywhere, you know, environmental response. I said, what's this kind of thing now? Every every Friday evening, there's a spill. <laughs> I said, it was, not, it was not so like this before. For like one or two years, I began to wrestle and wrestle. And God gave me wisdom of navigating it. When you walk with rulers of the darkness of this world, they are trying to squeeze you out of learning life. And there's ways around it. Just come like that. Come and ask him. After the service. Amen. There's wisdom around it. <laughs> I should just say it. <laughs> the wisdom is to be tenacious. The wisdom, God told me, was even because the, the first, I'll just make it practical. Say that Friday night, I come very late, I'm very tired. I normally want to listen to a message, but I cannot. I feel like I cannot, I should not because I just need to sleep. God will tell me, no, don't just sleep. Play the message, let it sleep with it. Because one thing we like is that when you say, I want to sleep, or you won't sleep for one hour again, you'll be lying down there, doing, wasting one hour, doing nothing. So God gave me wisdom how to, because God told me that it's just a season. They can't last forever. <laughs> yes. So God gave me wisdom of how to keep at it. Regardless of the time pressure. Make time. That's when I, that was the time I started learning to buy earphones. Now why the people say they keep me at work for 12 hours. I'll listen to message there. <laughs> With my earphones on. It's all those wisdoms came in that season. To war with the rulers in the darkness of this world. They try to pressure you out of the world. Have you noticed that in those seasons, some, have you noticed, I'm sure all of us are talking, there are phases in our life where it will appear that you just have to drop something in life so for your life to be balanced. And the first thing they will suggest to you, drop life in tea. That's always the first thing. I don't know why it's always a signboard. Drop fellowship. <laughs> Are you saying that? Those are rulers of the darkness. They know what they are doing. That's why they paint that thing. That if you just drop it, then aha! You see, that's all you time. You see, Monday to Friday, you are busy. Sunday, you are busy. Now it's all like, nothing that to start today, you need to spend face. You get that's where you can find time. See that? At least you can sleep in Saturday morning. See that? They're just telling you you'll be streaming. It's a lie. You will stream <laughs> I'm not going to get it. So it's rulers of the darkness that concoct such pressures to suggest to you what will drop. When you face spiritual wickedness in high places, you go away. You get to another dimension. By, the, by then, you also know how you are growing. If you start facing spiritual wickedness in high places, know that you are charity crossing to everlasting life. Yeah. I'll leave that one. Amen. Though that one is a deadly. In fact, once you start facing such dimensions, just know that you are ready for everlasting life. Because the demand of that dimension 
is to be quiet. Endure. Suffer long. The way spiritual wickedness in high places work, nobody will know that they are working around you. They will be so calculated against you. And legally, you can't say anything. You will have to suffer long. You will have to do charity to overcome them. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, these are spirits. They are terrible spirits. They are high spirits. They can, they, in fact, it's something like maybe they can set you up at work. Do you get me? Or set you up in church. Amen. And anything you touch, you can scatter that workplace and you will know it. And God will want you to endure the thing. It's because it's part of your dream. Is that a high dimension? I'll leave that. Amen. Amen. Then after that, when you start facing spiritual wickedness, the next crossover is the devil because he's the wicked one. So after spiritual wickedness in high places is who? It's the devil, the dual of evil, the wicked one. Praise God. And then Satan. Satan is the last dimension of the devil. Satan is the one who stands against you doing pleasing God. Satan is the one who stands stood against Jesus going to Jerusalem. Remember? Get it behind me, Satan. For thou severest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of what? Of men. Now, when I say these things, don't feel, don't feel too distinct. Do you know all of us have been used by Satan before? Not willfully. Nobody wants to be used by Satan. But do you know how he uses us? Your gap in understanding. Very simple. So if they say, if maybe Satan has used you for something else, or you're against somebody else, don't, it's not, don't, don't look at that thing. No. Don't feel bad. He has used, he has only used me before. <laughs> Praise God. The reason why you want to finish your course is so that you will never be used by God's enemy again. Am I That's the reason why you have to gain understanding. It's not a bad thing to say, oh, Satan has used me before. I was ignorant. Yes. In fact, you know, there are many people who demons have used, they are born again today. Not so. Right? So they were ignorant. They were, they, they were demons were cast out, they were saved. So it's not, you know, there's this thing that they've done to us too, that, ah, no, don't say that. They, they, ah, no. Yes, say it. They've used us. They used me. They probably used me against you before. Who knows? God forbid that in yes. Right? So that's why we need to delete the gap. Am I communicating? We need to take out the gap of understanding so that we will not be prey to the enemy to be used of the enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is the reason why when the apostles and Jesus say, they don't say Satan, let's, let's Satan use you. say, let's no man deceive you. This is that. I use the wisdom. Let's no man, it means Satan uses men. I can use your brother, your father, your mother, your best friend. He can use any any man with the potential to be used by Satan. So they say, you know what you are holding. You have to know it for yourself so that no man will deceive you. Now, that man that potentially deceived you, five years later, is the man that will put you in the back, still alive. <laughs> and God will not against the man. They told you, 
No man should deceive you. Hold fast what you have. You have it. It's your responsibility. I cannot hold it for you. Hold fast what you have, lest any man deceive you. Or lest any man take your crown. So you have to be a defender of the world of righteousness. You have to be a defender of the everlasting life of God. You are the one that has to be a defender of the eternal life of God that is given to you. Nobody can help you defend it. Do you know there are some directions that you can journey to that won't be able to reach you? Not so. Think about it. Imagine if, they, if you made up your mind concerning a matter. Even when I have already made up your mind, I'm already taking steps towards it. When I call you, you will have enough pastor James. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> you already go where you are going. So really, I cannot defend you when it comes to you defending your life. Do you get it? I can't be there. You know, I'm not there Monday night when Satan is shooting those thoughts at you. Tuesday night. That's why like some of these weeks are long. Because how do I know? They meet you from Monday night to Friday night. <laughs> so if they can be disturbing me, what I want you, as long as I can see you people, like, if Satan can be something like, what do I do to my own life people? Every day. Every day, not, not only everlasting, not only God has gospels, Satan has his own too. Throw some bullets at you and you start wondering about your life, he can shake you. So by the time you come on Saturday, you've already made some decisions. So I can't reach you again. So it's you. It's your responsibility to hold that fast which you have. Concerning righteousness, Christ, judgment, everlasting life, and the the mercy of our Lord Jesus moving on to eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. Amen. Have I said something today? So, who do they make to understand doctrine? Them who have been weaned for milk. Them who have some goodness in milk. Why? Because that it means this milk signifies something. So, what does milk signify? Milk signifies that you have enough faith to endure the, the harshness of the Father in the realm of Christ and everlasting life. Does that make sense? Praise God. Do you know, God can, when the Father is dealing with us in everlasting life or righteousness, sometimes He can even allow sickness. In that dimension, it's different. He can even allow sickness and it will be elongating more than it should. Now, do you know what will help you in those times? When in milk, you use feet to cast away the thing and the thing went. So what does that tell me now? That this is a thing. This is not that because I don't have feet. Sorry, I'm just using my own example. There was from 2013 to 2018, I never had cold once, flu once. As soon as it's coming, I used to post. As soon as the nose is dripping, the next morning I'll be looking for the drip, the thing has gone. Then December 2018. So <laughs> December 2018. <laughs> this one is not flesh and blood that sent this this flu. <laughs> it was a top of a wicked spirit. But because something, a new dimension broke through, I knew it in the spirit. 
I've said to some people before, something new broke through in her. That was actually the season I broke into understanding of the book of Revelation. So that at that same time, when the, the thing, the same the same week that these understandings were coming, with the same week the sickness came. So I was not trying to fail. God said, don't use your energy for faith. It's because of what the understanding that has come, that the thing came. That they want to distract you. Go and buy Talano. Imagine Holy Ghost tell you that. The, for the first time in five years, I went to the store. I went to go and buy Talano and Afim. <laughs> because this matter, otherwise you'll be spending your energy on something because of what they, they brought that thing before sidetrack. Amen. Praise God. So, the, in the realm of, they like, when they, they like you to do milk well, they like you to have sufficient faith. Because that sufficient faith will be tested. Not so. That's called trite stone. Sorry, give me minutes. Let me, let me finish this thought. It's called what? Trite stone. Remember? Is it that as that 28? For I lay in Zion for a foundation, a what? A stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a what? A sure foundation. So when you are learning Christ, you are becoming a stone. Then they have to try that stone. So they call it by the trial of your faith, walk care patience. Are you saying it? But if they don't have faith to start with, what are they trying? And the faith begins in milk. Are you now saying it? Am I communicating? The faith, the, in fact, milk is what they call the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ. Actually, milk is part of Christ. Elementary school is the elementary, the beginner course. Milk is the beginning. Because who is Christ? Christ is faith. Because who is Christ again? Christ is the word of God. Are you seeing the connections? Now, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing. So who is that? Who is faith? Faith is Christ. They call it the faith of the Son of God. So in you, you are already learning Christ. Is that blessing somebody? In you, so you know, maybe I think we've made many mistakes in the past. God is helping us. In milk dimension, when you are learning the milk of the world, you are already learning Christ. They just call it the what? The elementary principles. Praise God. So you are building faith capacity for the real Christ called the foundation stone. Or the meat Christ called the foundation stone. Praise God. Are we blessed in the house? So God is going to be helping us. Amen. As you know, since we are, we are revamping some of these things, revisiting some of these things. So as we do the, really the School of Christ is like a, is like a, I don't know the word, it's like a book review. We've been doing Believer's Authority, right? So after that, we'll go to another book. A book review or maybe a message review from Sunday school or something, I don't know. Praise God. So it would be wise to be reading the same book. So let's read it together as a family. I know Pastor Remy said he has the link to all Kenny Higgins' books. He can probably share it with us. 
you will trust that we tag it along. So those things are this is this has a correction that God has only made in my soul this year. That milk is actually dimension of Christ. The elementary dimension of Christ. Are we blessed? So when they see that thing, see the meal, see that food, this person has faith. Okay, let's make him understand doctrine. It doesn't mean that you will not be hearing doctrine. Am I communicating? But it will not make you understand doctrine. So it means somewhere a gap in understanding was made. You get gap in understanding the doctrine somewhere. Was made because what is milk? It fades. That's the it, so it means you have to believe it until you don't understand it. Can you see? Praise God. It's just very simple. Where, where are we reading? Where, where, where do I go for? Bible. And the Bible says we should believe the word also. So, somewhere, if you're not understanding fully, maybe even little bits what is being said, somewhere faith is a bit lacking. Faith is not complete. They need the energy of your faith to turn it to understanding. Are we going to believe this year? We are going to be believing believers. From believing to believing. From faith to faith. Am I communicating? We are going to be believing unto the salvation of our souls. Amen. Give me about 10 minutes. Are we ready? Isaiah 28 and so. So it says, Who shall we make? Who shall we teach knowledge? Who shall we make to understand that we get that are made from you can draw from the rest for precept and fear of one precept? Now mark those words very key. We are going to talk to the next one. Precept will be of one precept, precept of one precept, line upon line, line upon line, hear a little, dear a little. For with stammering lips another tongue will we speak to these people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. Verse 13. But the word of the Lord was unto them what? Precept upon precept. Now, hear this. There's something, this is this where the precept is going to. There's where the thing is pushing you to. Just stay with me here. See, the same statement made in verse, chapter, verse 10 is making exactly. So, first, they first made the statement. How doctrine comments. Then verse 13 is now trying to open up what doctrine will do to you. Am I complicated? The world that doctrine will bring you into. And inside that world, you see why you need faith. Because the world of trying, the trying of your faith. Let's see it. But the word of the Lord was unto them, what? Precept upon precept. They are taking it slowly because it takes time. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, dear a little, what doctrine will do to you is that you might go. It pushes you forward. And then as it pushes you to go and fall backward. All this is part of salvation, I will explain it. And fall backward and be broken and be snared and be taken. And they say concerning Jesus, he led captivity captive. The end point is that you become his captive. But right now you are captive to many things. 
and they want to deliver you from captivity. But not deliver you from captivity into your own freedom. <laughs> they want to deliver you from one captivity to another captivity. Am I communicating? From one captivity, if anyone says, I want to be free, be free, you. The thought that is controlling you is your captivity. That's what I'm saying. Any thought that controls you is your what? Is your captivity. Praise the name of the Lord. So they want to deliver you from what? From one captivity into another. Otherwise, you will go back to the first captivity. How many of us have ever been able to resist every thought that came to our heart? It's not impossible. Except righteousness thoughts are creeping. So what is that? Righteousness thoughts is a captivity. You must be a captive. They don't know what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6. That we are no longer slaves to sin, but what are we slaves to now? So righteousness, which is Christ. Are you saying so you must be a slave to something? Me, I want to be a slave. Me, I like slavery. Not the one they did in the US. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. So that's <laughs> Praise God. Do you know by nature everybody is a slave to something? Everybody is subservient to something. Some of us are, are subservient to our bosses. There's something, there's a system always that is having you in captivity. There's something that you're under captivity to. Because I want to be free, I'm free to what? Are you God? What are you going to be free to? Excuse me, who would have known him? Captivated himself to this world. Who am I? Am I like? Who is looking upon his word daily? You mean what is his, what is kept in captivity? Israel. What has captivated me? So who am I? I want to be free. I want to, I want to think for myself. Excuse me, the first person to think for himself. Brother Lucifer. <laughs> While he was thinking for himself, he was dying. And guess what also? Guess what also? Anytime we are resolved to think for ourselves, even though we are liking Christ, you can't make peace with God. It's still on the carnal mind. That think for yourself is carnality. Do you know why? Every time the Father sees you, that you have a different opinion from Him, he all He just remembers. They don't, they don't have why they have to create new heaven and new earth. They go the present heaven to His point. The stench of what Satan did is still there. Not that he's there. That's that remembrance, that gap. Imagine this, you see this congregation, maybe there are 300 chairs here. You get it? Before the whole place is full. Now, every time we come in, 1,000 of the place is empty. Excuse me, what, what would that do to you? Every moment, you, every day you come for meeting, 1,000 is empty. What would, what, would that, what would they bring remembrance of? That boy, the same person. That's it. So that's that you there. God has to create new heaven. Amen. He has to make new heaven. Because the thing is still there. This man, the days of Job, even the boy came back, wore suit. 
angel of light. <laughs> after after doing the live mirror that last night, that's it for you. Where now comes very it came with civility. <laughs> to and fro, up and down. Tell us the truth. That to and fro means you've been killing people like this. Up and down, any body that is going to God, you've shot, you've cut down that tree. They are now saying in civil words, to and fro, up and down, like you're just hanging out. <laughs> and the reason why it came up today is because Job was going up and down. Every time he was going up and down, you see Job was going up. The Bible calls Job righteous and an upright man. Job chapter 1. Job was going up, that's why he came to visit that day. If you are not going, if nobody was going up, you won't come and visit that meeting. He came up, he came for meeting that day because somebody was going up that he has been trying to hack down. The guy was not being hacked down. So he came to see what Elohim is doing differently this time. That he with you, that he's not done before. So that says it's because you put a hedge around him. Take that hedge around, deal with the God. Praise God. So, in the, are you with me, everybody? In the realm of righteousness, as we are learning doctrine, doctrine will move you forward. And it will also cause you to fall. The Bible says, for a righteous man falls how many times? Seven times. How many times does he rise up? All, all the times. Now, in the realm, when you are learning Christ, you will fall many times. Do you know why you are falling? It's because the world is coming. You don't have capacity to do it yet. So you err in disobedience. You fall. Then when you fall, and they now help you, and now bring a reminder to you, now feel bad. You know, you know what they are doing? Sorry, help me. Just please, give me time. You know what they are doing? You know what they are doing? You know what they are doing? They are making you meek. Meeker. Mika, 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 Mika. Every time you fall and you realize that actually you thought you had the strength to do it and you couldn't do it. What does that do? It takes away a dimension of your strengths. Are you seeing that? That's the reason. Why they know by default. So, you stumbling in this path is not a problem. Don't ever say, ah, I'm useless, so I stumble. And they've been telling me, thank you, sir. They've been telling me these things since I've not been able to do it, I've not been able to do it, I've not been able to do it. So, maybe I should just, I'm not fit for this place. No. If you don't fall, if you don't fall, you're not fit for this place. We are family here, you should be falling and rising up. Anyhow, you want to do it. You can fall one million times. Just make sure you rise up in one million times. That's all. That's all we ask. Why? Because part of the falling is humbling you. If you never fall, ah, is it Christ? I don't finish Christ now. And in charity, that I see we have a last two life. Can't, can't, can't pass close. And they beat me and sit down and they put on that dress. You know? What is that? God will be looking at you. Proud. Hot. <laughs> As though you did it by yourself. 
as though you came into understanding by yourself. What they let me tell you one secret with knowledge of God. He doesn't perform them. He humbles. There's one thing I found out with the closer I was getting to God, the closer I was getting to understanding, the closer my heart was seeing how it was God, not me. I keep you not. They feel me and God. God don't like that. God do it is not for me. No. You know, we, okay. If not for God, we would have shut down this thing a long time ago. If it was up to me. Me and you. You know, those are secret conversations. Me and heaven have <laughs> discussions. There are many things I would not have done. But they helped me. They helped us. So there's no way. Everybody, see, I will just put it publicly. If I ever come and say, ah, you have a strong man, I did it, I'm a liar. I am a very terrible liar. I am obviously lying. And people, you know, there are some men of there are some preachers, men of God who will have that strength and take that mistake. But me, I know, man, I'm sorry. I confess to you, I know. I know. We, me and you, we know. We know who did it. <laughs> we know who is doing it. We know who is keeping you. It's not me. I can't keep any of you. We know who is keeping you. Who have? Who is doing it? So we can't take the glory. It's not possible. We'll, we'll be lying. I declare to you today. I'll be lying if I pass it otherwise. I'll be lying if I say myself about We know what happened between me and me. Help. Praise the Lord the Lord. Because who me have fallen many times. Amen. I've fallen many times. But every single time we rose up again. Praise the Lord the Lord. Every single time. Wow. We rose up again. So he says that the, the, yeah, it's there is that they might go and fall backward and be broken. So you see the brokenness, humility. They will break you in this part. You must be broken. They will break you in this journey. Why? Because they need to douse down our strength. They need to take down our strength in much. We are too strong. They need to bring it down. So be encouraged when you are going through a path. Amen. It's a tongue that brought this out. I, I may mean, not wanted to say this, but it's a tongue that needs to come here. This is dying daily. Death. This was the death that the tongue was talking about. Dying daily. Is falling backwards. A righteous man falling seven times to realize that I am not clay. I am not able to do this work by myself. I am not strong enough to journey the Christ by myself. It's part of the falling backward. Then be broken. Praise God. You know, sometimes hunters, when they want to. When they want to catch deer, 
They may not need to shoot the deer to death. They may just need to shoot his leg. Do you get it? Just shoot, shoot his leg, meaning break the leg. Then you can easily snare him. Do you know we are the prey of Elohim? Huh? I mean, like when the Bible talks about Satan looking for who to devour, Satan too is looking for prey. You get me? You can never be the prey of Elohim or the prey of Satan. It's your choice. And should I tell you the difference? Meekness and pride. That's it. Time is very fast spent. When they're talking about Levitian, the sea dragon, he was actually talking about Satan. They say he's the king of the children of pride. If you are too proud, God will give, allow you, you become his prey. So that he will show you that he's the proudest among the proud. <laughs> so you have to call on that. So at every point in time, we are prey to spirits. Well, it depends on your, your posture. If your posture is one of a proud look, then you'll be prey to evil spirits. If your posture is one of a humble look, then you will pray to the spirits of God. Should I prove it to you? Somebody help me find that scripture in Proverbs. Six things the Lord hates, the seventh is an abomination. All those things in Satan's journey starts from somewhere. Somebody, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter, quickly. Proverbs 6, thank you so much. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven an abomination. Unto me, the seventh is the abomination. Six he hates. It begins, and this thing is journey. You know, as we are journeying to God, so you can also journey in disobedience. That's why in time past, Ephesians chapter 2, he walked according to the course of the earth. He's not talking about whether you are born again or not born again. You can be born again and say journey in disobedience. Because it's so that journeys. Spirit can be new creation. Soul is the one that does the journey. That's why it's souls that trap hearts, not spirits. So, souls, the, the journey of a bad soul starts always, always starts with what? A proud look. That's the beginning. Where is it? When you are, when you are, when you are proud, before you begin to lie, do you know why? You want to cover that you. For example, let's say you need something, you need money, but you don't want anybody to know that you need money. You are too proud to receive help from anybody. So when somebody comes and asks you, Ah, Jimmy, uh, uh, how are you? I feel in my spirit that maybe you are you needing this. Proud look to make you laugh. No, I'm good. Don't worry, I'm fine. Everything is good. You know, I'm just waiting for working for working on a few things. And it's coming through. What makes you say that? A proud look. That's the beginning of the thing. Then it turns to lie. Then from there, before you know it, because of frustration, you it will turn to shedding innocent blood. It will be backbiting. Because of frustration. Before that, it can it can now graduate. It's not even a proud look. 
What's the next generation? Your heart will begin to divide because of frustration. Divide with care imagination. What does that mean? By a proud look, you became a prey of evil spirits. That the spirits that cast devilish imagination finally came. First, the spirit that made you lie starts the first one to come. And you say, you begin to graduate. Then you end up as Satan ended. The one that is an abomination. He that soweth discord among brethren. That's the worst. Somebody who comes to come here to break them. That's the worst of it. But he started with what? A proud look. So everybody is a prey depending on your heart posture. So God will pray on you. Let's back to ourselves and get less round and up. Praise God. God will pray on him who is broken. You see that saying? Fall back on and be broken. It means you will not attract Elohim until you are broken. Isaiah 66, let's see that confirmation. We have to go there, it's very clear. So say the Lord, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things have my hand made, and all those things have been. See, heaven and earth is tired. It's been. He wants to cleanse it. See, for to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. This is the man I will look, this is the man I will pray upon. A man who is broken. That is poor and of a contrite It means God is not looking for heaven. God is looking for you. But not just any kind of you. A broken you. Not a put together you. A broken you. So, is, are you saying so? The target is not really heaven, per se. The target is to become a temple, become the heaven for God. And the beginning of that is your broken inside. They must break you by reason of your falling backwards. Of you seeing that you have no capacity to finish this journey by yourself. You need help. We all need help. Then, when you are broken, you'll be snared. That snare is the final death trap. Because you need to kill your prey. Amen? Uh, sorry, let me have to finish it because the tongue, God wants us to say it. He says, be broken, then he will come, pray upon you, snare you, and when you snare your prey, you kill it. To eat it. To consume it. To take it. So God will not take anything that is living. And what I mean by living is that your blood, your own blood, he will take it. He will have to kill you. And that killing is obviously not physical. Your blood, inside the, the body says the life of a being in his, is where? In his blood. What's that like? Your DNA. What's DNA? Where do you get DNA? They call it traits, character traits that you pick from your father and from your mother. That was Melchizedek without genealogy, without father, without
without mother, no beginning of this, no end of life. So it was made a high priest after the order of Jeremiah. It means they would have so treated your blood, your character, that is you, that you learnt in this world, that you inherited. Go kill it. Go put an end to you, your blood, your life blood. Sorry, they said I should touch it. I'm sorry. It means all the personality traits called James. That I learned from my father. I learned from my mother. I learned in my university from my peers, from my secondary school. I learned everywhere I go, growing up, going to Canada, all the bad behaviors. I learned in the club. All of it has to what? Die. Why? How do I know? The psalmist says, for my mother's womb, I was what? Hear me? I was conceived in sin. It means the blood I received from my mother is sin. And inside that blood I received from my mother is also my father's blood. It's still what? It's still sin. This is very high. This is what they deal with. This is where you are in everlasting life. It's when they deal with this. In Christ, they are following you back up. They want to break you in Christ. Do you get that? They want to break you in Christ. In everlasting life, they want to snare you and prepare you. It's like they want to dress you up. You know, like Ramadan, Salamit. They want to fatten you up, <laughs> make you ready <laughs> for your death. For that, your Character, nature to die. Excuse me, Onikon is not good. Onikon is to die. That nature called Onikon. That the only nature left to be Christ and God. That is the target. It's a very high calling. So Christianity is sweet. This is the sweetness of it. If you know who Elohim is, if Elohim can be my lion praying on me, I will clap, I'll be happy. Imagine if we are all sheep, you are sheep in the jungle. So I'm telling you, who would you prefer to come and kill you? Tiger, leopard, or lion? So lion, they have this, they have this, if a lion is the one that eats me, you get me, I will feel better. Like <laughs> <laughs> if a leopard, you get me? Because somebody is going to come and eat you. Yeah, that is God or Satan. How do I know? Satan too is snaring them. A time will come you that taking them that God cannot take them back. It's called Mark of the Beast. Six, six, six. That's the same thing. So if the Lord told you want to be taken, no one will pray about it. Somebody else will help you. Somebody will assist you in this thing for you. But you will be prayed upon anyways. So when counting all joy, you don't know what Jeremy was, you need to see what 
precious, precious in your sight. Father, I pray, O oh God, that by the end of this year, they will become peculiar. They will jump. They will go far. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father, the blessing upon their souls right now. Father, nothing will hinder them. In the name of Isaac, nothing will hinder their movement. In the name of Jesus, understanding everywhere. Understanding, bless them with understanding. Bless them with understanding. Bless them with understanding right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for them that no evil eye shall be for them. Father, you cover them. Oh, they shall be your prey. They shall be your prey. You will snare them. You will take them. Open for yourself and extend this prayer upon everyone in the house. They shall be taken. They shall be taken this year. We shall be taken this year. We shall be saved over unto the uttermost. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Father, I thank you. I give you praise for this once. I give you praise for this peculiar jewels in your sight. You will finish this job. Father, you will make them perfect. You will bring them to life. I say you will bring them to everlasting life. And my Father, you will make them find mercy of eternal life. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will hinder them. Nothing will stop them. They will inherit all of you. And they will be rewarded with all of you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. For in Jesus' name we are praying. Shine for you, dwells between.